This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Thank you for having me. It's not going to be long. And thank you, Rabbi Mizrahi, for inviting me. Because of you, I was able to learn with a lot of public school boys in Queens today. Because wow. I overstayed. I was like, you know what? What am I going to do with my time? I'm going to go learn with public school boys. So I went to Queens. It was, Hashem. It was a very big zechut. Tudah Okay, it's not a secret, Abutai, that we're going through a major tragedy, a major churban. And it's extremely important to the way my rabbeim, the way my rabbis taught me in yeshiva. It's very important that when such things happen, especially through the period of time that we're going through right now, it's extremely important not to be in denial. What does it mean not to be in denial? More than once already, I heard one or two people say after the tragedy happened, Rabbi Gamzula Tova. Or another comment, oh, this is part of the procedure called Gogamagog. Or another comment, there were anyways Mechalel Shabbat. Very, very bad comments. If a Kadosh Baruch Hu, that's we have to set the record straight according to the Chachamim. If a Kadosh Baruch Hu puts us through such a situation that we're going through right now, you think it's easy for Hashem to let such a tragedy happen to Yudim? Obviously, the response and the message has to be drastic. It cannot be to just move along and call it part of the system called Gogamagog. Or chaser shalom, anything, everything anyways happens for the best. That is not the response, even though everything is for the best. Ratzon Hashem is not for a person to have that response. Absolutely not. In fact, the Rambam writes in Perek Aleph, in Chotaniot, and look it up, everybody loves the Rambam. The Rambam writes things very clearly in his halachot, very clearly. The Rambam writes, when there's a et tzara, when Kalal Yisrael, when the Jews together are going through a tragedy together, there's a mitzvah tasem in Torah, lizok, to scream, and to blow the shofar, and he says, v'kachim teshuvah, this is the process of repenting of teshuvah. When a tragedy happens, says the Rambam, you need to scream, lizok, lizok. And the Rambam goes on, on Shabbat, you can't scream at all the tragedies, says the Rambam. And then he lists a few cases that you're allowed to scream and even blow the shofar on Shabbat. One of those horrible cases, one of them is, if you have one Jew that's nirdaf from the oivim, the enemies are chasing him to kill him, one Jew, you're allowed to be mechalel Shabbat and blow the shofar. And you're allowed to scream and cry on Shabbat, says the Rambam. Look it up, perek al One Jew is being run after by enemies to kill him, you're allowed to scream even on Shabbat. No more onik Shabbat. Blow the shofar. It's an emergency, says the Rambam. We're talking about 200 hostages right now. It's not normal, Abutai. It's not normal. Our job right now is clear. The Torah is always clear. It never leaves us hanging. What is our response to such a tragedy? Scream. Scream and scream. Lizok, lizok, lizok. Life cannot go on as usual. The Rambam writes over there in the Aleph, he goes on. And he says, whoever says on such tragedies, 
This is the ways of the world. It's called politics. Hamas wins, Israel wins. Hamas loses, Israel loses. Biden is president, so we thought it's going to be worse. It ends up being now it's actually being better. We thought this, we thought that. Person starts talking politics and politics and politics. A person says the Rambam who says This is the way there's always wars, there's always casualties. A person who says that when a tragedy happens to the Jewish people, says the Rambam, not me, and he writes it. It's called an achzal, a cruel person. A person who hears such tragedies and doesn't scream at Hashem is an achzal, he's a cruel person. That's terrifying words. You talk about the Rambam. That's terrifying. Where every word is calculated. We spent weeks in yeshiva trying to understand one halacha from the Rambam, what he meant. Over here the Rambam writes what he holds 100% clearly. Our response to what's going on is lizok. And life cannot go on as usual. It cannot. The other day someone told me I planned a vacation, a road trip. And I told him this Rambam. He tells me, you want to tell me I have to cancel my road trip? I said, mata normali. What are you talking about? We're talking about Jews being hostages. We're talking about Jews dying, the greatest tragedy since the Holocaust. You're talking to me about road trips? What is going on? About restaurants, about vacations, about making money? What in the world are people talking about? We're talking about Jewish hostages. Where's the zaka, the scream? Life cannot go on as usual. The Gemara and Sotar writes clearly, there were three people at the desk of the White House of Paro in Mitzrayim. Bilam, Yitro, and Deov. Bilam, when Paro gave the suggestion with all his generals, let's throw all the Jewish babies, the boys, inside the water. The horrible Gezerah. Bilam said, yay! He protested with it. Like the Hamas guys, yay! Let's do it! Says the Gemara, Bilam was a disaster. And he got punished in this world. Then Yitro, Got up and ran. Put his life in Sakana. Got up and ran. And because he ran and he protested against such a Gezerah, he was zochet to have descendants of the Jewish, Moshe Rabbeinu as his son-in-law. He was zochet for machut, for kingship. You got up and protested for Jewish blood. You zochet to have machut coming out of you. Eov made a very political calculation. Mamish politics. He said... What's the point of protesting? Paro is not listening. The Gemara says that's what he said. Paro is anyways not listening. My voice doesn't make a difference. What's the point of running? What's the point? I'm just going to sit still. Quiet. Besheket. Shatak. Says the Gemara, Midah keneged midah, Eyov, we all know, was a major Baal Yisurim. He had extreme pain. Extreme physical pain. Extreme. Midah keneged midah. Eye for an eye. You were quiet. When Paro gave the Gezerah, now you're going to get you swim, extreme physical pain. Ask the briskarov, why is emida keneged mida, because he was quiet by paro, that's how he got physical pain. What is the eye for eye? Why is emida keneged mida? How does one equal the next? Says the briskarov, when somebody is in pain, they scream. Even though the screaming doesn't help. You hit your hand a little hard, you go, ah! What does that help? There's no psychological reason how that helps. So does it help you? That's a refuah? No. But when something hurts, you scream. Says the Biskarov, Eov, no matter what your calculations were, 
You hear such a gazella, you scream. If you were quiet and you didn't scream, you deserve Yisurim that make you scream for no reason. Because you didn't scream, I'm going to make you scream. Even though screaming makes no sense. But at the end of the day, it makes a difference when you scream when you have pain. Our job is, litzok, to scream in pain. Sometimes you can hear a person say, the avodah is to be besimcha. There's no question that avodah is always to be besimcha. Pashut. But simcha comes from doing the right thing, the emet thing. Hashem's ratzon is for us to scream and be pained and be sad and not move on. We need to scream. That's our job. And when a person does the right thing, that eventually leads to simcha. So what is the response that Torah wants us from such a tragedy? And by the way, the way we respond now, history is going to judge us. There's no question about it. Just like the Midrash says, Reuven, when he saved Yosef at Sadiq, the Midrash says that Reuven said upon himself, if I would have known the Torah is going to report for Dore Dorot, my actions of saving Yosef at Sadiq, not only I would have saved his life, I would have picked him up on my shoulders and walked to Yaakov Avinu, my father, to save him. It's a very interesting Midrash. Reuven said this upon himself, if I would have known my actions are being reported in the Torah for generations, and people are going to learn from my actions from generations to come, I would have acted different, says Reuven. I would have picked up Yosef at Sadiq, not only saved him, I would have picked him on my shoulders and run to Yaakov. So to you over here, Rabbi We need to face reality. Hashem put us in this situation. He chose us. Out of all the people in the world, out of all the generations, He chose our neshamot, our souls, to live at this moment. That means He wants us to be responsible and respond properly to such a situation. And the way we react now, we have to understand, Doret Dorot, generations to come, our children when they get older, and your grandchildren are going to say, Oh, you were by the Simchat Torah massacre. What did you do? How did you respond? I went back to work as usual. I went on vacations. I went to restaurants. How did you respond? You have to make sure you respond properly to such a tragedy. History is reporting everything that we're doing right now. And besides history, Rabbi the Chachamim tell us when we have tzal for other Jews... It's memaet, it reduces the gezerot and klal Israel. And I read it to you inside. Usually, I try to make copies. I don't have time. I read the words inside because I don't want to read it. It's so beautiful. Sefer Beta Ayn writes like this. We know in Mitzrayim, we were supposed to be the Rabotai for 400 years. And Zabim, we were there for 210 years. Says the Sefer Beta Ayn and many Achonim over here. The reason why it got reduced to 210 is because in Mitzrayim, the Jews had achdut. They were koret chesed zeim zeh. They had achdut. They were together. So when one Jew was in pain, when one Jew was actually suffering physically, the other Jew, the other Jew was really in pain. So because the other Jew was really in pain, you kill two birds on one stone. I hate to say it like that. That's what happened. So instead of 400 years, it basically went to 200 years because everything doubled up and the quality of the pain, the horrible pain. When we take upon ourselves the pain of others, when we really care and we scream to Hashem, it reduces the gezerah. 
When we really care, we don't move on that exactly. And it's based on science, reduces the bad decree that's going on the Jews as we speak. We have to really care and really, really pain us and scream to Hashem for help. When we actually care about other Yudim, that brings the Yeshua. And I want to quote you other Lashanot from the words inside because I don't want to ruin it. The Helegibal Shemtov writes like this, the Sefer Ketel Shemtov. When a person has a sigh from deep in his heart, on the pain of his friend, because of that, you remove from yourself 1,000 bad decrees and bad malachim against you in Shemaim. When you are truly happy for your friend's happiness, when you give a bracha to your friend from the deepest of your heart and you really mean it, you're able to remove the gezerah from your friend. You tell me at Sadiq Agadol Beyotel, greater than the biggest Sadiq that you have. The Avnezer said like this, Call Yehudi, every single Jew. Yachol le'oshia, can give salvation, lechaverot te'esfren, betfilato through prayer. U'lechalatzon mitzukato, you can actually redeem him from his pain. Avarzot betnai in one condition. Shetzarato shel ra'eo, the pain of your friend, tigalo has to hit. Be'omek nikudat libo, it has to hit your heart. Ubitzarato lotza, because your friend is in pain, you're truly in pain. As bevadai ve'bevadai, titkabel tefilato lifnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Guaranteed for sure, says Avnei Nezer, Hashem will listen you to tefilot. You hear this? Every single one of us can bring the Yeshua to the hostages. That, that is facts. We have a responsibility. Every single one of us can stop all the tragedies that are happening. But in one condition, and I'm talking to myself, in one condition, the tefilot has to be with real tzal for the friend. The tefilot has to be me'omaklibo. But once we know the power is in our hands to change a situation, our tefilot are actually going to be accepted. Because when you know how much you can accomplish, your tefilot are much stronger. When one knows you don't have to be a big rabbit to pray for other Jews, then he actually starts praying and understands, wow, I can do this. I can bring the Yeshua, but I need to be sincere. I need to be real about it. So what is our response to such a situation? Number one, Lee's Oak, you gotta scream. Tell your wife to scream. Tell your kids to scream. Tell your friends to scream. Your employee, everybody scream. You're working in the office in Manhattan? 30 minute break, Tilim. What's the question? 200 Jews and hostages. What is the question? It's one thing that we're not going to Israel fighting in Gaza. We definitely, definitely, Koshik and Koshik, and have to do the most important weapon, and that is spirituality, Torah, Mitzvot. Lizok, and life cannot move on. Person cannot say, oh, this is the way the world is. We'll get over it within a couple of months. There's going to be a ceasefire. The Jews got murdered literally like a bunch of animals. It's disgusting, disgusting. It's not, everything is not okay when Jews get pulled out of their houses and being shot. That's not okay. That's something that needs a very, very drastic change in our lives. Very, very big change. Because Jewish blood is not hefkel. 
So the response has to be great from Klal Yisrael. There is no greater generation, by the way, to live through tragedies than us. And this is not quoted by me. This is quoted by the Gedol Adol, Rabbi Moshe Shtar Bachshlita. He quotes from the Arizal. The Rechaim Vital asked him, this is famous stuff, the Chida also quotes it. Rechaim Vital asked the Arizal, if the Ramam couldn't bring Mashiach, if Rashi couldn't bring Mashiach, if Tarif, if Daran, if the Ramban, if the Tanayim, the Morim, none of them, even though they were great brick tzaddikim, and no matter how much we learn, we don't even get to even a little bit of their toenails, how much Dusha and holiness they add in Torah, if they couldn't bring Mashiach, how can we be Mashiach in such a generation that knows nothing compared to the Rishim, not even close, and in Kedushah and holiness? This is what Reb Chaim Vital asked the Arvizal. The Arvizal answered him something very famous, and this is the key to Yahadut and to Yiddishkeit and to Judaism. This is the key. This is the secret. He answered him, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't go by quantity, he goes by quality. He doesn't go by kamut of mitzvot. He goes by the echut of the mitzvot, which means, Vital. if you live in such a generation where the tumah is all over, where the influence of not serving Hashem is extremely strong, where the ta'avot are all over the place, and a Jew still says, I'm going to learn Torah, I'm going to pray with Aminyan, I'm putting on tefillin. I'm keeping 100% kosher. I'm going to go to Hashiyu Torah at night, although I work the whole day hard. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go home and sleep. I'm going to go learn Torah. Such a Jew, such a Yudi. The ichut, the quality of the mitzvot is tremendous because of that Mashiach is going to come. It's the ichut, it's the quality. Even though the whole world is telling us not like that, and we still say, yes, you want to serve Hashem. Although in the kamut, and the amount of mitzvot that we do is lower, but the ichut is greater because of the surroundings around us. So our Marshish said over like this. He said, when the bad gezerah, and I'm going to end up with this, when the bad gezerah of Tachvetat happened, where thousands, it happened in Europe, where thousands and thousands of Jews got murdered, by the way, very, very close to what happened right now, in the south. Keep asking the tissue, please. Amr Shishtabach said like this, and this is very, very, very powerful, Rabbi And he quotes this, that he heard it from his Rebbe, or heard it from his Rebbe. G'dol Adol. At the time when the Jews got slaughtered, Bach Zarayut with cruelty. Revevot Yehudim, tons of Jews, Hashem Yikom Damam. Yadua li, I know it says in Moshe Shtomach, Sheiftiach Tzadik Echad, one Tzadik, Lefnei Ptirato, before he passed away at the time of the tragedy of Tachvetat. Shelachab Ptirato, after he passes away, Lo Yanuach Velo Yishkot, he will not rest in Shamaim, he will not settle. At Shakadosh Baruch Hu Yomar Letzaratenu, die, until he tells Hashem, tell to Atzarot, to our tragedies, Hashem, please end all Tzarot in this world. He gave a promise, a big tzaddik. When I die from this tragedy, the massacre of Tachvetat, I'm going to go to Shemaim and tell Hashem, I'm not going to be quiet until you tell our Tzarot, die. V'yaviyat Mashiach Tzadkenu, Be'ezat Hashem, bring Mashiach. Achen, says the Mashiach Tzadkenu, what happened was, after he passed away, he came to a dream of the Gdola Dola generation after the tragedy. Whoever lives in this world doesn't understand, seek to comprehend what you see in heavens. He says, When I reach the heavens, 
Ra'ad godel eschar, he saw the tremendous reward. Sheyesh le'adam she'omed benisyonot bezman tzarad dafka. He saw the amount of reward Ischar a Jew gets when he stays strong with Emunah, specifically at a time of tzarot and tragedies. At a period of time where Hashem's face is hitting, quote-unquote, meaning we don't see the good in anything, all we see is bad in tragedies. It's a different way of Hashem to show His face. It's called the Panim, where things are hidden from us, what the true purpose are, meaning very hard times of Emunah. A person that stays strong with Emunah in such period of times where we don't understand what's going on and why is it happening and why is this for a good reason? How does that make any sense? A person who's strong during that time and period has Emunah and screams Emunah, he can reach Madrigot levels of the Kedmonim of the rabbis from last generations of holiness. What the rabbis and the generations before had to do through fasting, through sigufim, taking pain upon themselves in order to erase Averot and bring Mashiach. What it took the biggest rabbis and generations before to accomplish through fasting. Through Sigufim to bring Mashiach, it takes a Jew living in this generation right now, living through such a tragedy, Sarah, but it has strong emunah, and says, Hashem, I know you do this for a purpose. You're 100% running the world. There's a reason why it's happening. And we will do our job and our responses to Davin and pray, and these all can care for one another. A person who has emunah in such times, it can reach the Medregot of Kedmonim. And because of those Sarot, and we're staying strong with Emunah, because of that, Mashiach is going to come. Thank you. That's our Mashiach Tarnbach said. You hear this, Abotai? So although we're going through a major Tzara, what's our job? Our job is to recognize and to understand the proper response. Thank you. And to understand this proper response to such a tragedy. The tragedy is to scream, to care. And I can't finish without saying, Abutai, that Klaiso's respond was tremendous. As I drove from Queens, I speak to a friend who runs an organization for Tzitziot. He gives a lot of pairs of Tzitziot. A couple of days ago, he told me the number was 120,000 pairs of Tzitziot giving out. When I drove here, he said the number got to 200,000, close to 200,000 pairs of Tzitziot since the start of the war. I have a friend, I have a few friends that are Chabad. And they told me the amount of people that came to their door in America to stop putting on tefillin for the first time since the bar mitzvah was unbelievable. The amount of tzedakot that were given. My sister-in-law, who's in sixth grade in YDE, they were able to raise, to raise almost $10,000. That's a lot for sixth graders. $10,000 worth of tzedakah just for the soldiers in Israel to make sure they have good food. The amount of chesed that's going on, the response of Kai Israel is an unbelievable kiddush Hashem. It's an unbelievable lachdut. We are responding properly. And it's bringing a tremendous Kiddush Hashem to the world. And I'm going to end off with what I heard from my Rebbe, Rebbe Yuchamoshin. Avraham Avinu, we know, Rabbi the famous parasha of Akedah. Avraham Avinu, Hashem basically confused him. Hashem told him, I'm giving you a son. The Mimenu Yelech Hazera, is going to be from it. Yitzchak Avinu was born. Then Hashem tells Avraham Avinu, go take him as a korban, go kill him. 
And he's about to kill him. And Malach comes and says, stop, stop, don't kill him, don't kill him. Now I know that you have Yirat Shamayim. Now I know that you're a God-fearing person. The Midrash says, Rashi brings it down. The Midrash says, Ravam Avinu told Hashem, Hashem, I, I don't understand. I don't have children. Then he promised me a child that Kalei's soul is going to come out of him. Finally. Then he told me to basically use him as a korban and kill him. Then he told me, don't kill him. Hashem told him, ah, because you had such strong emunah, now I know you have Yirat Shamayim. Even though we know Avraham Avinu always was God-fearing, but says the Ramban over there in the parasha, when Avraham Avinu passed this test of the Akedah, the Emunah came to light, it came into action. It came into action. Then Avraham Avinu doesn't stop. It says that he picked up his eyes. Why did he, what does it to us say he picked up his eyes? Why did he pick up his eyes? What does that mean? Then he saw the eye, he saw the ram, stuck him between the bushes, and he took the ram and he put it as a Mizbech instead of Yitzchak Avinu. What's the Torah trying to tell us that Avraham Avinu picked up his eyes, he took the aisle? What's the Torah trying to tell us? Avraham Avinu's response to the Nesayon that he was going through was, I'm not stopping, I'm not stopping, I'm going to look for other mitzvot to do. So he picked up his eyes to search, what can I do? I want to bring a Mizbech, what can I do? Then Hashem sent him the aisle. Meaning, the message is, Rabbatai, when we go through a time where our emunah has to come into action. All of us have emunah, and we always preach emunah, and we always learn emunah. But now, through these times, through these tragedies, how we respond, that's how our emunah powers come into action. And Kaisal is doing it. How do we know Kaisal is doing it? Because the response of Kaisal wasn't, oh no, it's a tragedy. I can't move on. I mean, I can't move on more to our mitzvot. Oh no, it's a tragedy. I give up. Klazor's response is like Avraham Avinu. He picked up his eyes and he searched for more mitzvot. Klazor, after they heard about the tragedy, got into action so fast. Everybody got up and said, what can I do? What can I do? We're not giving in. What can I do? More mitzvot, more Torah. I have relatives in Eretz Yisrael that haven't kept Shabbat in so long. This past Shabbat they kept. I have a friend who's in the city and he said this Lel Shabbat in the city in one of the shuls that he works in, Felt as if it was the first day of Rosh Hashanah, Lel Yom because so many Jews showed up. They never show up. Kalazar's response is not only do we have Emunah, they're proving that we actually live by Emunah by seeing how they take action after they heard the tragedy. Literally like Avraham Avinu, picked up his eyes and searched for more mitzvot. Didn't become depressed from it, Hashem, not to take action. He knew it's his responsibility. He knew he's got to take action. That's what Avraham Avinu did to search for more mitzvot. And that's what Kaisal is doing. In one hand, know that it's our responsibility. It's our job to scream and life cannot move on as usual. But on the other hand, know how to take action when it comes to Torah and mitzvot. And actually take something upon yourself. And actually change from something. Grow for something. Daven extra for Kaisal. That is the response Hashem wants, and that is the response that Kaisal is doing, and it's an unbelievable achduk in Kiddush Hashem. That's why, this is proof, by the way, that's why Hashem chose us to live through such a situation. Because Hashem knows that we're capable of overcoming the situation in a very, very positive, strong way, and respond with more Torah and Mitzvot. And Bezat Hashem, that's going to bring the Yeshua. I do want to mention... I'm running a campaign, a Lashon campaign, Rabbi, Birshut, Rabbi Mizrahi. I have over 300 people that already signed up to this. We know Lashon is one of, or the greatest Berachat they can bring to the world, or the greatest Averat they can bring tragedy to the world. 
So we started this campaign a couple of days ago where a person takes upon himself two hours a day no matter what. Two hours a day consistently. Not to speak a shonara, not to listen to a shonara for one week straight. Two hours a day, not when you're sleeping. Two hours a day for one week straight. And b'schut that, Klai Yeshua, already over 300 people signed. Whoever wants to do it, you write your name. You write the rabbi's name and the hours that you take. And Mazat Hashem, you're going to be added to the list to bring Yeshua to Klai Yisrael. If not for you, for your wives, for your daughters, for your sons, you can make a difference helping other people not speak a shonara and really, really take action. Thank you so much for listening. And Be'emet, the Yeshua Shekam and Shehah, only good news, Mazat Hashem. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.